Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. It's the podcast where Spencer reads the stuff and then he tells you what he thinks about them. Oh, this is the top of page 301. And uh, it looks like we are about to come up to episode 1200. I think that's uh, two episodes from now. But, but we're not there yet. We're almost there. As long as my math is correct, that's what I have written in the little margins of the book here. Okay, so the first word in this episode is the second form of crud, C-R-U-D, verb from the 14th century. This is a dialect word, and it is, uh, it's for the synonym, um, it's the second form of curd, uh, we haven't gotten to the CUs yet. We'll get there. So, curd, second form. Some people say crud. That's going to be the little sound effect daddy for today. The next word is crude. First form, adjective from the 14th century. One, existing in a natural state and unaltered by cooking or processing, as in crude oil. Usually, I think when people hear crude, like crude oil, they think of um, they think of one of these other definitions, which we will get to. But uh, no, it just in that context, it basically just means in its natural state. It has not been messed with in any way. Number two is archaic. Synonyms are unripe and immature. Three, marked by the primitive, gross, or elemental, or by uncultivated simplicity or vulgarity, as in a crude stereotype. That's a bit more about the one... That's a bit more like the one I was thinking of before. Um, So, primitive, gross... Elemental uh, or uncultivated simplicity or vulgarity. Yeah, crude. Mm, You know, I I appreciate that sort of humor at times. Although if it's a stereotype, as in like the example was, that's, uh, that's probably not great. Four, rough or inexpert, rough or inexpert in plan or execution, as in, a crude shelter. Uh, it was just roughly thrown together, not much of a plan, or not uh, very good at making the plan. But hey, you work with what you got. If you're stranded on a desert island, uh, I would make a crude shelter. It would be very crude. Number five, lacking a covering, glossing, or concealing element. And the synonym is obvious. As in, crude facts. Facts, like fact and fiction. Facts. Uh, Covering, glossing, or concealing element. Um, Trying to just, yeah, they're just crude facts. They're just, they haven't been altered in any way. I think that's what that's saying. Which makes sense. I mean, if we look at the number one definition, that's basically what that's saying. Number six tabulated without being broken down into classes, as in the crude death rate. Uh, 
the crude death rate hasn't been broken down into classes, so it's the death rate for everybody. There are certain things that everybody gets affected by, but if it were broken into classes, uh, first of all, it wouldn't be crude, and you would probably see some differences. Maybe the very upper class, um, maybe they die from certain things, and then the very lower classes die from other things, but I'm pretty sure that... um, Heart disease, cancer, diabetes, accidents, things like that. That that pretty much spans everywhere. Oh, great. We're talking about death. A synonym for crude, interestingly, is the word rude. So we took off the C from crude and it became rude. I wonder what definitions we will come across when we get to that word. Crudely is an adverb. And crudeness is a noun. So, this is from Latin crudus, which means raw or crude or undigested. And there's more at the word raw. So, that's essentially what crude means. Dee 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 dee. Next is the second form of crude noun from circa 1904. It is a substance. In its natural, unprocessed state, especially unrefined petroleum. It's just called crude. So, the yeah, the, the other form was adjective. This one is the noun. This is the thing that can be just be called crude. Okay, next is a word that uh, I think most people just pronounce it crudite. But the other pronunciation is very odd to me. There's no little markings to say which syllable is emphasized. Um, and the crew has a U-E, crudite, it, and it's also dite, crudite. But there's no emphasis on any syllable, as far as I can tell. It's just crudite, all the same emphasis. Anyway, it is spelled C R U. D-I-T-E-S, and the accent on the E is down on the left and up on the right. Boop. Crudite, noun from 1960. Pieces of raw vegetables, as celery or carrot sticks, served as an hors d'oeuvre, often with a dip. You gotta dip them in something. You know, there some of them are okay raw um, by themselves, but you, you, got, you gotta dip you got a dip. Uh, this is from, it's French. It's the plural of crudite, which means rawness. Also from Latin cruditas, which means indigestion. Why would that mean indigestion? That's odd. Do you get indigestion from eating raw things? Well, maybe some raw things, but probably not carrot sticks or celery. Uh, crudus, yes, okay, so, uh, yeah, crudite, it's the stuff that you eat that is in its raw form, it's in its crude form, you see the connection there? Oh, very good, thank you. Okay, so now I will think about that whenever I'm eating raw veggies, which is actually relatively often, should be more often, it's fairly often. Uh, oh, and But also, you cannot call things that's like an hors d'oeuvre, you cannot call them crudite if it's not raw veggies. That's what I'm gathering from this. 
or just raw in general. Next is crudity. Crudity with a T-Y at the end. Noun from 1547. One, the quality or state of being crude. You have so much crudity. Two, something that is crude is crudity. Next is crudo. Yeah, C-R-U-D-O. Noun from 2000. A, A dish of sliced, seasoned, uncooked seafood often served with a sauce. Uh, And this is an Italian word, and it means raw. This is the raw section that we're in here. Uh, Crudo. Yeah, it's uncooked. Yeah, I don't think I would like that dish. Sorry, that's just me. Next is cruel. C-R-U-E-L. No more crude words. Cruel adjective from the 14th century. Um, and it shows the different forms. Crueler, you can spell that. Crueler with one L or two Ls. And then cruelest, you can also spell that with one L or two Ls. Crueler, cruelest. Uh, okay, one. Disposed to inflict, no, inflict pain or suffering. Disposed to inflict pain or suffering. Devoid of humane feelings. So if someone... Um, likes to inflict pain or suffering or doesn't have humane feelings, one could call them cruel, as in a cruel tyrant. Sometimes this happens. It just does. 2A, causing or conducive to injury, grief, or pain, as in a cruel joke. If you tell a joke and somebody says, well, that caused me injury, grief, or pain, uh, maybe don't tell that joke again. That's just my my two cents on that. To uh, be unrelieved by leniency, as in cruel punishment. Uh, so unrelieved by leniency. There is no leniency happening. They are not um, letting up on the punishment Cruel punishment is all the punishment. No leniency. What's another word for leniency? Yeah, just letting up. There's no letting up of the punishment. I think that's a that's a good way to say it. Sure. There's probably a better way. A better way. A synonym for cruel is the word fierce. Cruelly is an adverb, and cruelness is a noun. There have been many, many people in the world's history that have been very cruel. And they often rise to lots of power. Could there possibly be a connection between those two? Power isn't all it's cracked up to be. Next is cruelty. So we added a T-Y. Noun from the 13th century. One, the quality or state of being cruel. Please, don't don't have this state of cruelty. We're trying to get away from cruelness. To a, a cruel action. That was a cruelty. 
To be inhuman treatment. Treatment that treats uh, treatment to a human that treats the human as if they were not human. Although, and we're going to see this more in the next word, I would argue that uh, the word human in there is a bit difficult because you can somebody could treat an animal in an inhumane way and they're not humans, but they still deserve respect and nice treatment because they are conscious and have feelings both mentally and physically. Uh, so yeah, don't just maybe maybe inhuman is not the greatest word. Number three, marital conduct held to endanger life or health or to cause mental suffering or fear. Uh, and the example of this uh, marital conduct would be in a divorce action. So marital conduct held as in a divorce action to endanger life or health or to cause mental suffering or fear. So I'm, I'm a little bit confused, but I think, is it basically saying that if you are in a marriage that is a danger to your life or your health, uh, well, that would be cruel, cruelty. I mean, that makes sense to me. Um, maybe it's a more a legal term because it does say uh, in a divorce action. So in the divorce world, uh, in the legal divorce world, maybe they use this word cruelty in very specific situations. Okay. Beep, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, Next is cruelty free. Two words with a hyphen. It's the thing that we should all strive to be. Adjective from 1983, developed or produced without inhumane testing on animals, as in cruelty-free cosmetics. This is something that thankfully has has become uh, much more wide-ranging than back in the 80s. Um, obviously, we because my, my wife and I are vegan, we try to buy as many cruelty-free products as possible. Uh, you know, we, you got to do your research sometimes. Uh, I think a lot of them are labeled right on the thing. Shampoo, cosmetics, all that stuff. They'll, they'll usually label it, hopefully. Sometimes they will. Some Most companies aren't great about that, actually. Is there a, is there a bill that can be created to get the companies to legally be required to put it a, a thing on there that says, this has been made uh, cruelty-free testing, or the opposite... It would be even better to see this one. This was used with cruel testing, and I don't want to buy that. I need to know. I need to know if there was cruel testing on animals or something. Okay, next word. Do, 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 do. It is cruet. C-R-U-E-T. Noun from the 14th century. One, a vessel... To hold wine or water for the Eucharist. And I think this is what they use in church. Two, a usually glass bottle used to hold a condiment, as oil or vinegar, for use at the table. Had no idea those had names, that, that little glass bottle. But yeah, you've seen oil or vinegar in that little thing. Eh, they come in different shapes and sizes, but I guess they're called cruets. Uh, this is from, oh, let's see, from Middle High German, Krusch, 
No idea how to say that word. K-R-U-C-H-E. And that means pitcher. So yeah, it's just a thing that holds a liquid. And there's more at the word crock. Dee-dee-doo-doo-doo. Next word, cruise. It's our last word. We got two forms here. C-R-U-I-S-E. First form, verb. From 1651, we are starting with intransitive. One, to sail about, touching at a series of points ports like yeah to sail about where does the emphasis go on touching to sail about touching no i think it's touching at a series of ports but yeah you get in a big boat you go around the water you go to this port you hang out for a bit you get back on the boat you they they sail around no this wouldn't be sailing they're usually you know they got engines and and fans to push them along the water And then they go to another port. You hang out there. I've never done a cruise. I don't know if I ever want to. People get sick a lot. You're all trapped with all everybody's germs together. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's the greatest idea. But you get to see some places, so that's cool. Number two. To move or proceed speedily, smoothly, or effortlessly. As in, I'll cruise over to her house to see if she's home. Uh, so you're, you're going to go over to her house speedily, smoothly, or effortlessly. Man, I am boggled by some of these definitions. It just seems like highly specific, but also kind of vague. I don't know. But yes, it's, it's so fun to just cruise over to your friends' houses. Okay, three, to travel without destination or purpose. Just hop in the car, cruise down the road. Some people love to do this. They just love driving. No no destination in mind. Just want to drive a while. I've never been like that. I I always feel like I need a a purpose or a destination. But, uh, you know, it it can be nice. 4A. To go about the streets at random, but on the lookout for possible developments. Okay, to go about the streets at random, but on the lookout for possible developments. What might these possible developments be? You, you have, you'd have to drive around the same place, the same street, the same corner over and over again to see if things are developing. Possibly. As in, the cab driver cruised for an hour before being hailed. Uh, the, 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 the cab driver was looking for developments... Uh, the development for the cab driver would be to be hailed, to be hired, to take somebody from one place to the other. For B, to search, as in public places, for a sexual partner. Very similar thing. Uh, I don't think this is typically driving. Uh, maybe walking. It could be driving, actually. Uh, but yes, very similar to the, the cab uh, being hailed, but, but also very different. You are in this in this case you are still looking for possible developments. <laughs> Just has a whole different meaning. Number five A is talking about an airplane to fly at the most efficient operating speed, uh, which I believe is typically between thirty five thousand and forty thousand feet above the surface of the Earth. That's pretty far. 
And why is it the most efficient operating speed up there? Well, you know, I know it's pretty windy, but it must be above a certain level of atmosphere. There's lots of different uh, levels, and I don't, I don't know all of them, but it must be above a certain level where things, where they can, you can move more easily through the air. Number 5B is talking about an automobile, and this is to travel at a speed suitable for being maintained for a long distance. And I think that's going to be connected to the first word in tomorrow's episode as well. Just cruising on the highway, cruising on the highway, cruising on the highway. We're at a really good speed for cruising on the highway. Okay, now we've got transitive one. To cruise over or about. I guess that's like the one, I'll cruise over to her house to see if she's home. Maybe that's what that is. Number two, to inspect as land with reference to possible lumber yield. Inspecting land for possible lumber yield. That That's cruising? Maybe you're on a boat because you got to get to the, because you need, I don't know. 3A, to search in a public place for a sexual partner. There's that one again, but this is the transitive 3B, to approach and suggest sexual relations to. Uh, yep, similar. The, the first one is searching. This one is approaching. You're actually making uh, an effort to make this sexual relation happen. Number four, to explore or search the offerings of. And especially the synonym surf, as in cruise the internet. I don't know how much people actually use that one. Surf the internet. I think people still probably use, but it feels a bit dated, doesn't it? Surf the internet. What do people go? Do people even say a thing anymore for this? The internet is just so ingrained in us now. Um, okay, what does what the etymology have to say from Dutch? Kruisen, which means to make a cross or cruise. To make a cross? Who knew? Uh, let's see. Anything else? No, not really. Uh, yeah, so uh, if you're cruising on the highway, cruising for a partner, cruising for lumber yield, cruising over to your friend's house, you're making a cross. <laughs> I, I honestly have no idea what the connection is there. Okay, one more. It is the second form of cruise noun from 1696, an act or an instance of cruising, especially a tour by ship. That's what it is. I'm a little surprised there was one definition that was not in here, and maybe, I'm trying to find, there was one that was kind of similar. Let's see if I can find it. Maybe it was this one. Um, here we go, 5B of an automobile to travel at a speed suitable for being maintained for a long distance. And and now that I think about it, I think I'm mixing up my words. There's cruise, oh, coast, that's the one I'm thinking of. Uh, if you're in a car, maybe on the highway, you're going at a good speed, you let off the gas, you're coasting. Um, did we even, did we ever read this word? Yes, obviously we did. 
We've been going through this alphabetically. Um, I'm trying to remember if that one was in there. I'm trying to, I'm going to find it. But um, yeah, coast. The other the other definition with coast is getting behind uh, um, a truck. And they displace the air so much that you can you can just coast pretty well behind them. Um, okay, let's. We I have to just for my own sanity. I have to go back to coast. Let's see. Verb to move along the side, travel on the some here to slide, run, or glide downhill by the force of gravity. Yep. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Okay, just wanted to check on that. So the words in this episode were crud, crude, crude, crudite, crudity, crudo, cruel, cruelty, cruelty-free, cruette, cruise, and cruise. I, uh, I very much enjoyed all of the uh, the crude words, all of the things that I didn't know were related to the word crude, like raw, crudo, crudity, crudite. Uh, but I think I'm going to pick cruelty-free as the word of the episode because I think we need more things to be cruelty-free. How hard is that? It's not. It's just not. Cruelty-free is the way to go. That's my song. Hitty hi ho. Okay, that is going to be it for this episode. Uh, there, I have not recorded yesterday's episode because there is a possibility that a guest will join, a returning guest will join me for that journey. Uh, we'll see what happens. Might be a little bit until we can record it, but that's fine because I'm about a month and a half uh, ahead. So that's good. Okay. This has been great. Thank you so much uh, for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.